This episode is brought to you by Fireside. Fireside is a podcast hosting and analytics platform created by podcasters for podcasters. Fireside was started by Dan Benjamin, the founder of this network, 5x5, taking everything he's learned since 2009 from making podcasts for a living and turning it into a platform for podcasters everywhere at any level of expertise. Fireside has it all. Unlimited uploads, unlimited downloads, in-depth and powerful download metrics, a super fast CDN for the best possible download speeds, multiple podcast support, free, one-click podcast importing from platforms like Libsyn, FeedPress, Simplecast, and SoundCloud, plus custom domain mapping, complimentary SSL certificates, a beautiful, responsive website with your own artwork and hosting guest pages, also tons of advanced features like sponsorship integration, chapter markers, a bookmark lit for links, auto-posting a future episodes time code linking and so so much more guys you can try fireside for free for seven days during which time you can import your existing podcast while taking advantage of every feature fireside has to offer the unlimited plan starts at just 19 dollars per month there's no commitment or long-term agreements to worry about just visit fireside.fm today take the tour find out all you can make it work also Enter at the movies in the How Did You Hear About Us section to show your support for this show and shows like us. Fireside, by podcasters, for podcasters. Five by five at the movies. Five by five at the movies. We like watching movies. Now listen to the show. I'm pissed off, Dan. Uh oh. I'm pissed the fuck off. What's going on? All right, so I watched the new Aladdin trailer. Did you watch the new Aladdin trailer? Yes, I did. I don't hate this trailer. It looks good. Um, I wouldn't go that far. I, I kind of think it looks good. But I was ready to hate it. Like, I went in wanting to hate it. Oh, yeah. Same. And, like, yeah, like, the songs are what's getting me. Because I'm nostalgic <laughs> yeah. for the songs. Yeah, I was worried that they were going to do the, like, live action thing where they just do live action, like, don't do songs. But I guess I, I haven't really seen any of the other live action, you know, adaptations that they've been putting out. I have. I had a long talk about Beauty and the Beast today, but... All right, fair enough. But um, I don't hate it. Yeah, the songs sound good. It's it's giving me some nostalgia feels. Yeah, and, Aladdin's uh, always been my favorite of the Disney movies. Yeah. Like, by far. Yeah. And so now, I don't know. I'm really torn. My my problem is this. I don't want it to be middling. I want it to be incredible, or I want it to be the worst fucking train wreck that I can barely sit through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want weird CG off-looking Will Smith genie the whole time, or not at all. Right. So, like, (laughs) I don't know. Beauty the Beast, and I talked about this today with someone, is like, it's forgettable. I watched Mm. it, and then I forgot it. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's icy it's poorly acted it's bad cgi <laughs> it's you know which you would imagine with a disney budget like puts put some more time in the scene right and uh and so the 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 pre indicators the pre-reviews from dumbo are coming out that's kind of the same thing like it's fine yeah it's like it hits the right feels but you know it's nothing special yeah. i want aladdin to be special they, the the one thing that really got me in that trailer was uh it was for like a half a second but you see the giant Iago when he gets like giant sized from the uh, from Jafar flying around and like hitting the side of a building I didn't even catch that oh it looked like menacing and dangerous and it, it looked really cool <laughs> do you know who is voicing Iago uh, uh no take a take a guess well, I know. John Oliver is doing Zazu in the Lion King one. It's not John Oliver. Um, are they bringing back Gilbert Gottfried? They would never. Oh, how do you? How do you? What? Who else would be able to do that? Alan Tudyk. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Tell me, like everything so far. Like, All right. Since the first second, I've wanted to fucking hate it, and I want to hate it. Yeah. But I'm having a hard time hating it. And it's like they they actually cast Middle Eastern people to portray Middle Eastern people. It looks like that's the thing. Like I've hit me the most. Except so like I'm so Naomi Scott, who's playing Jasmine. Mm. She was the pink Power Ranger in the Power Rangers reboot. Oh, uh, okay. And so they either. And I haven't seen enough of her to know, and I have to look this up. I'm trying to look at pictures of her online now, but they either whited her up 
mm. for Power Rangers or browned her up for Aladdin. Ooh. You know what I mean? I, and looking I, at pictures, of which is like, it's mm. not great. No, yeah. yeah. But it looks like she got whited up for Power Rangers, which is a bummer because yeah. everyone was talking about how much she looked like the original pink Power Ranger who is, you know, mm. I, I speak, you know, close personal close friend. Personal friend. Is, yep. is the whitest person on the planet. Yeah. You know, besides me. Yeah. Uh, but she's got my complexion which yeah, is yeah. uh pale beyond oh, reason she's so beautiful and funny and talented oh <laughs> uh, amy joe johnson I, i'm in love man I, I will never forget for the rest of my life watching a movie and sharing a box of gummy bears with the original pink power ranger <laughs> amy joe johnson and, and her currently movie was looking good. at the pink power ranger t-shirt signed every, by her on the wall in a frame every <laughs> single wall in my office has something from the pink power ranger you yeah. are not lying. But that that's the movie she did. Mm-hmm. That's the picture of us. Yep. And that's her C D. Yeah. Every wall. Every wall has something. <laughs> I love her. Um all right, off track. Anyway. <laughs> But looking at pictures of her online now, it does look like she got weighed up for Power Rangers, which I'm pissed off about. Neither here nor there. I Fuck feel it. like Saban would probably uh, do that more right. than Disney, but at least at this sh- point, Disney. <laughs> she, as an actress, was my favorite part. Like, the new one, Naomi Scott, was my favorite part of the new Power Rangers film. Mm. And I think she should be a good uh, Jasmine. I'm, so far, I'm sold. Someone pointed out that so far, Aladdin, the guy that looks like he's playing Aladdin, looks like he's in the porn version of Aladdin. Yeah, he's, he's like a little too handsome and clean. Right, and then, like... They could have disheveled his hair a little more, or given some dirt on the face or something. And then the clothes, because he's supposed to... Are ill-fitting on purpose, but it just mm -hmm. looks like, you know, he'd had a bad wardrobe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of looks like he's in the porn version of Aladdin. Yeah, hey, we got these three outfits. None of them fit. Just pick one. uh, Within a couple hours of this trailer being dropped, my, uh, my first inclination is we're going to see a lot of Jafar is daddy stuff coming out. Mm. Like Jafar is so good looking. I, the the one shot of him doing like the big villain pose yep. as the camera like goes up to the ceiling uh-huh. looked really awesome. <laughs> There's one where he just kind of like, he like turns over his shoulder and glowers at the camera. Mm. And I'm like, that's not J- Jafar supposed to be like this old, gross looking dude. Like, oh, why would they ever marry Jasmine her? Yeah, but yeah. now I kind of ship Jasmine and Jafar with it. Just sitting <laughs> a back. Like, he's a good look. He's way better looking than Aladdin is. Like, yeah. Far and away better looking than Babyface Aladdin. He's got a sexy beard. It's not curly or twisted. I'm da- uh, I'm gonna. I'm get- a little mad they didn't do the the little curly. Yeah, tip your at beard the end of the is beard. so like, twisted. Yeah. So I'm gonna go on the record and say right now I think that there's gonna be a lot of people who are just like fuck yeah Jafar he's daddy. <laughs> I and a gold bloomy in He's like a Middle Eastern gold bloom. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway i'm pissed we'll see more aladdin trailers as they come uh yeah the reports from dumbo which it looks again looks fine or that is exactly that it's fine yeah it's watered down burton yeah oh you and know. it looks like uh will smith's only really gonna be blue for maybe half of the movie yeah i guess like well when genie when turned to white in. in them in their animated will smith's yeah, going back to his okay. original skin tone okay that yeah. makes sense yeah, because we see white genie when he does the prince parade. Yeah, I also yeah, like yeah. this gray area idea. Like, I can make you a prince. Like, I can make you look like a prince. I can't make you act like a prince. Because, like, if this movie deals with the fact that they didn't actually make a whole other country for Aladdin, that yeah. would make me really happy. Because that's always why. When he says, genie, make me a prince. Like, yeah. he's all of a sudden got all these servants. Did genie create life? Did he create people? And, and out of also, thinner? like, implant the memory of a new country existing in everybody else's memories. Right. Like, There's a like lot. Like, nobody questions that he's from this magical place that nobody's ever heard of before. Yeah. We're back. There's, hey. a, there's a cut there. Whoops. Sorry. Dan, what do you do for a living? Uh, I'm a audio engineer. Yeah, what happened? Uh, I may have pulled the microphone too far from the cable, and the cable came out the back. We were recording for a long time. <laughs> this was like four hours of recording. I'm just kidding. I, I, have, I have a degree in this. I know. All right, back to it. So he can make people. So my question is, uh, mm. and he can't raise people from the dead, like, hey, Jeannie, make me new parents. Yes. Like, you know, like, if he can't bring Aladdin's parents back from the dead, so let's think. Also, uh... I thought I had while we were recording earlier. Um, <laughs> what if the people that Genie makes are not real? They're just... Yeah, just like automatons. Right. So during the... You never had a friend like me. Like, he makes, you know, these towers of food and they go away. Mm. What if it wasn't real food? Like, what if it's all just for show? Oh, man. So it was like... 
So if is holographic food from the replicator like can you get yes but that's later in star trek lore okay. eventually this is yeah, like like go... early star trek lore where it's like it's just lights right you eat it like an no early nutrition. star trek if you ate a sandwich and then walked out of the holodeck it would go away so theoretically if you lived in the holodeck for a couple years and all your nutrients are from there and you walked out you would die <laughs> oh uh, man but later because it's the same kind of technology with replicators and holodecks like the stuff you do does matter okay so so, so I guess the, the overarching question here is, does the genie have the capability of early or late Star Trek technology? Right. <laughs> also, you know, like, what does he actually do that we see him do? The wishes he grants is uh, gets him out of the cave, which doesn't count. Yep. Saves his life, which does. Makes him a prince, which, like, again, gray area. Just like they say in the trailer, like... Does he really make him a prince, or does he just make him have the appearance of a prince? Yeah. So he gave him some clothes and some servants, which may or may not be have free Actual will. People, <laughs> yeah, they may or may not have souls <laughs> or sla- they'd be slaves. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, and then he frees himself, and then Jafar's wishes are uh, a fake out for making the princess fall in love with him, so it doesn't really happen. The uh, <laughs> make me the greatest sorcerer, make me the greatest genie, and make me sultan. Yeah. And then he, he in the in the in the animated he picks up the castle, which yeah, I don't know yeah, why yeah. he needs to pick up the castle. Yeah, right. Oh, because he says because I want to rule from on high. That's why. Uh, okay. They make me a sultan to rule from on high. That's why. Fuck yeah. Why, why wouldn't he just like make it like make a mountain under it instead of picking it and putting it on a mountain? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I'm I'm never I've never said the genie's particularly smart. <laughs> All right, it was just easier. So, all right. So, his, speaking of his, Disney, his heart wasn't in it. Yeah, he, he wasn't <laughs> Jafar. Jafar, he's our man. Uh, okay, so speaking of Disney, Disney merger, mm-hmm. Disney's acquisition of Fox assets is expected to close next week. We've been talking oh, about it for wow. a long time. It's supposed to happen uh, in a week. They own uh, X Men. They own Fantastic Four. Oh, uh, man. Have you seen how much money they're spending? I haven't seen the figure. <laughs> okay. Do you remember how much uh, uh, Disney bought Lucasfilm for? Uh, yeah, it was like $4.05 billion. Right, after taxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like no, I remember the like the Comcast had like a counter offer to yep. the Fox offer, or to the Disney offer that was like $56 billion or something. Yep. So, stab in the dark, how much is Disney spending on Fox assets? Oh, man, if it was better than the counter offer from comcast sixty mm-hmm. billion. nope higher 71.3 oh, billion oh my god i i don't understand how that much money exists yeah to even transfer from one place to the other yeah. money is such a weird construct uh so let's talk about uh all the starving children in the world <laughs> yeah. let's talk about all the poverty just yeah. in austin like, alone we have eight percent of the country's veterans. homeless people yeah and 71.3 billions for the theoretical rights to imaginary people. Yeah. For the theoretical rights <laughs> to Just imaginary to, people. To, to own an idea that they can then make more money off of. I'm so mad. <laughs> like, that's that money, that amount of money does not compute to me. Like, yeah. I can't imagine it. I can barely imagine $1 billion. Yeah, I, I yeah, even even one billion is kind of a stretch. But seventy one point like, three billion dollars. Like you could have a fantasy of having one million. Yeah, and like that, I can kind of wrap my head around with like things I would want to buy, like a house or a house boat, or the uh, you know the gra- fancy car. There's a, a gravitas. Studio. There's a gravitas to this much money i'm like i can't imagine being in control of that much working at a company that makes these decisions like yes this is how much we think this is worth and we agree oh yeah yeah imagine like the the stress of like being in charge of you know running a party for maybe twenty thousand dollars yeah and then add six zeros to that times three I can't. That's too much. It's too much for me to comprehend. <laughs> it's it's incomprehensible money. 
fuck, I want to work for Disney. <laughs> I would drink that fucking Kool-Aid. If anybody of our, like, upwards, like, 5,000 listeners right now, if you guys, any of you work for Disney mm-hmm. and you want to give me a job, uh, <laughs> I will suck whatever dick, <laughs> ass, protrusion, <laughs> organ you need what, me to. Whatever your fetish is. Yeah, I whatever it is. <laughs> you want me to be an ABDL for the day, I'm down. <laughs> Take your fucking hand away from the fucking microphone, Daniel. We're a professional, legitimate operation. That's two cuts in an episode. I I don't do one cut in an episode. I'm I'm just going to stop holding the mic. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm I'm just going to lean real forward. Slim Shady over here, cupping the mic. All right. So in the vein of these Disney assets, Mm -hmm. Dark Phoenix. Yes. It's coming out. Can't stop it. It's going to happen. Yep. Oh, shit, I said I was going to look it up this time. I don't know when it's coming out in the summer. <laughs> I never looked it up. Uh, Sophie Turner. Yes. She's the main character. She plays Jean Grey. She's Phoenix. Mm-hmm. She's the main character on Game of Thrones. I fucking love her. Uh, stories have been coming out that during shoots and reshoots, she's having some issues with a male cast member. Oh, on X-Men or Game on of Thrones? On X-Men. Okay. Yeah. No, they don't play that shit on Game of Thrones. <laughs> right. That is a that's matriarchal like, show. That's, it's not like the X-Men franchises had problems in the past. What do you mean? <laughs> Something about their director I don't know what not, you're talking being, about. Uh, not being able to be near it anymore. Oh, well, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, so, a male cast member, and they won't say who, uh, everyone's speculating it's someone from the old guard, so either Magneto mm. or Professor X. Or... Well, we know it's not Wolverine. We know it's not Wolverine, yeah. <laughs> Uh, basically when you shoot a movie first you shoot the scenes together and then you shoot like the close ups yeah. and the other actor typically reads the lines but yeah, not yeah, in yeah. shot and when this actor was not in the in the shot he'd walk away and mm. some writer or someone would have to sit in and do the lines yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and typically that'll make it a shittier take because it's not the right yeah, uh, you're not you're timber, playing off of yeah. a performance, and if the performance right. so isn't it's kind of there, fucking her over a little bit. And yeah, she, she said she's a hard time standing up for herself and was just like letting it happen. Mm. So uh, I'm not sure who it was, if it was McAvoy or uh, Fassbender, uh, or if it was even the that little asshole kid from Ready Player One, Ty Sheridan. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, here, don't fuck with Sansa Stark. You leave her alone. <laughs> you sit there and read your li- You're paid to read the lines, you fucking ungrateful piece of shit. Yeah. Speaking of uh, people who have word. entirely more money than I can comprehend yeah. and then still not doing their job. Fuck you. You're pa- sit there. She's a young actress and you're setting an example yep. and you cocky fuck, whoever you are. If you were here right now, I'd spit in your mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Open your mouth and hock a Luke and just spit it in there like little Mickey style. <laughs> Fuck you. Just sit there and, and read the lines for her. Yeah. Hey, you're so fucking important. Your time is worth so much. You can't sit there for an extra couple minutes and read the fucking lines. You're an actor. Fucking act. Yeah. Fuck you. Whoever it was, I'm adding to the list of fuck you. Right in between <laughs> Woody Allen and Mason Shearer. <laughs> Mason gets dropped down one notch. That's right, because this is way worse. <laughs> Fuck you, you piece of shit. That's what I have to say about that. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yes. Okay, so Kevin Smith, and we're going to talk about Kevin Smith later, but right now, Kevin Ooh. Smith, just reboot. He, because um, what I, I gather from the movie is that they're trying to stop a reboot of Blunt Man and Chronic. Yes. So... He tweeted a picture of the Blunt Man and Chronic costumes in a case that were shipped from the secret stash, which we've mm-hmm. been to. Yes, we have. Uh, cool place. And stuck it. like It's like in the Blunt Cave with a green screen background. And he's just like, you won't believe who's playing Blunt Man and Chronic. Oh, man. And I'm really excited. And I really hope one of them Scarlett Johansson. Because, <laughs> like, how meta a joke would it be if she was playing, uh, like, Chronic? <laughs> And she was playing uh, the J character. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Or like someone else that just did way too much shit. Yeah. Uh, I think this thing is going to be so full of Marvel people. It's going to be fucking see. absurd. So the, in theory, the fake original was James Vanderbeek and, and Jason, Jason Biggs. Biggs. Right. I'm the pie so fucker. It's, it's the reboot of those actors. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think we can go off that. Yeah. I, I really want, because you know Ben Affleck's going to be in this. If he is just <laughs> sad, sitting in an apartment with like a fake Batman costume on <laughs> would make me so happy. If they really poked one of the Batfleck shit, uh, I would be happy. Like, as like a the Batfleck shit. costume design on a t-shirt. That'd be good. Although I do, I have heard, uh, I've talked about it on, on the podcast before, like there's a rumor that Batfleck and... Um, uh, uh, Kevin Smith don't get along anymore. Yeah, because Jennifer Garner doesn't like Kevin Smith. Yeah, yeah. Which, how thought, could you not like? She Kevin thought Smith? he was like a bad influence on him. Right. Like, Which... stop buying houses with hidden bat caves and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then he became Batman. Yeah. And then I guess to her credit, once they started not talking to each other, he started winning Oscars for directing. <laughs> you know, you know, it's, it's hard, hard to hard to argue against. But at the same time, like Kevin Smith's a sweetheart, and Ben right. Affleck is is his own person. He can make his right. own decisions. He's but imagine Jennifer Gardner being like, "When you direct, you make Argo." When you act like a fucking comic fanboy, you make Batman. <laughs> like, how about you grow the fuck up? How about you stop it, Ben? Oh, uh, maybe that was that was the. That's why he was so sad. Was because she, she was right. right she about was right. His decision making. Not for nothing, but like in <laughs> that was his literally break that made him go full alcoholic. In Batman vs Superman, I do think he's the best part of that movie, and I yeah. do like him as Batman. Yeah, I, I really like him do. as Batman more than I like Christian Bale as Batman. Yeah, yeah. If we could get like Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne and right. Batfleck as Batman, yeah, I do. I do like him as Batman. <sighs> I like tough Batman. Yeah. Okay, next piece. Uh, have you seen any of the Hellboy trailers? Uh, b- bits and pieces. I think I saw either the first or second one not that sold. dropped. I'm not sold. Yeah. It seems so similar to the first one. Yeah. And it's like they're trying to be darker and failing at it. Yeah. Because it's much, much more CGI. Yeah. Whereas uh, Del Toro... Yeah, it's it's like the Lord of the Rings versus the Hobbits. Like, yes, the oh, Hobbit. that's exactly what yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like the Hobbit had you know all of the orcs were CG and the movies were much worse for it. Yeah. Whereas the the it's a grander scale. Yeah, the Lord of the Rings had the, the, the had the scale. It had the realness of having five hundred extras in makeup. That's what it is. I'm just I'm not believing anything I'm seeing. It looks to me like almost like three hundred in a way. Like, it's just, it's so CGI'd and so not there to me mm. so far. And I hope I'm wrong. And also, I don't like this actor as much as I like the look of yeah. Ron Perlman's Hellboy. Yeah, Ron Perlman is, is Hellboy in my brain. Oh, 100%. Like, he's Hellboy. He just encapsulated that role so well and the look and the demeanor and everything about it. And then, like, I, I like this actor. Right. Uh, I like his stuff in Stranger Things. He's great in that. But it's like, it, it's a weird, it, it feels like a, you know, right. like a Chinese knockoff brand. Right. And Ron Perlman, I'll say this, wasn't super uh, on brand. Like, Hellboy is very, very dour and very, very pithy. Yeah. And very, he's almost Howard the Duckish, to mm. be honest. But, and he, he made him a little more animated, but like so much emotion and feeling, like, I've feel for Hellboy. Every time something bad happens to Hellboy, I just want to hold him and protect him. Yeah. Uh, and I loved him. And yeah, this guy just looks like, a, just like an angry... It looks like, uh, you know, like the kid from Mask. Yeah. Like, you know, Eric Stoltz in Mask. Yeah. Uh, fucked Hellboy <laughs> and made this thing. And I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Yeah, it's a bit so weird. Far. It's too similar and shinier. It's like shinier. It's not dirty. Yeah. Like like when I think I'll... of Hellboy 2 and I think of the Elvish market or mm. the Goblin market, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Like, like they built a world there and I believed yeah. that world. Yeah. Yeah, like I'll I'll still see this one, but I'm not oh, nearly I'm not as excited yeah. about it. No, if they were making a Hellboy 3, I would be screaming. Yeah. So there's that. Bond 25. Yeah, which is the, fun to say. Still untitled, Bond 25. Bond 25. Uh, and they're like third fourth director at this point yeah uh as of right now that's hashi groaning in the background hi hashi uh as as of right now walt says he's out yeah says he's not christoph waltz not coming back uh the rumor is if i don't know if it's confirmed or not it might be confirmed but rami malik is the bad guy okay 
Yeah, but I hope he's still playing Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Wouldn't that be <laughs> funny? Those giant teeth. Came back in time. <laughs> or came forward in time, I should say. Just like, yeah. Don't stop me now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, and the whole thing starts in a southern Italian village with a gigantic action scene, much like the last okay. one did. Yeah, yeah, With, that's, like, the Day of the Dead. Most, yeah. Yeah, that, most, most Bond movies, yeah, cold open is a big action, action scene. scene. But, like, on a grander scale with, like, a whole, maybe a whole city blow up or something. Cool. I'm and for it. nothing to do with the plot as it should. Nice, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, the, especially the cold opens to a Bond movie should just be spectacle. Oh, man, that first one with uh, Daniel Craig with the parkour. Yeah. Fucking loved it. Yeah. That wasn't even uh, the cold open, was it? Uh, that sure was. It the, was. Uh, the cold open was the black and white him beating the crap out of a dude in oh the shit you're a hundred percent right yeah that Fuck. was that was the first oh, slap like... my hand <laughs> slap, slap my hand oh i'm totally wrong it's a movie podcast i'm wrong. you're right that was yeah that was the first joke. like proper action action sequence of the movie post the you know opening. oh let's fuck all the rest of the news for a second what a good origin <laughs> to like knock it out in the first couple minutes in black and white of him mm. becoming a 007 yeah, and yeah, then, yeah boom now he's james bond no other talk about it yeah yeah, totally. Do it in a cold open. Get it out of the way. This is all you need to know about the character. God damn, I love James Bond. And I didn't love James Bond until Daniel Craig made me love James Bond. Yeah. I, I very much liked it during the Brosnan era because that was sort of my first introduction right. into it's it goofy. with Goldeneye. Yeah. And they got goofier and worse, objectively, yep. as they went. I could um, talk but, about the Bond movies forever, but yeah, Craig, I will Craig never took forget it up many notches. I will never forget the ball torture scene. Oh my god! And yeah. I've talked about it that multiple is, times on this podcast, and I will keep talking about it. Yeah, that is important that cinema. Is a, that is that is art. Like it is, it is a thing that will stick in your mind forever. God you will damn. never un- unsee that. Yeah, fuck yeah! All right, that was the first half of the show. <laughs> yeah. Now we're gonna talk about Captain Marvel for the whole rest of the show. Woo! Okay, so what we're going to do first is we're going to give a non-spoilery review. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to warn listeners, if you haven't seen it yet, to pause the show and come back and listen to the rest after you've seen it. But right now, non-spoiler review. I give it a solid meh plus. It's I, a C plus from me. I think I might go a little above a meh plus. Okay. I, I might go like a... Like a, a, a <laughs> B minus to a maybe a solid B. Okay. Arguably, um, you've seen it more times than I have. I've seen it twice. Um, I'll see it more. Yeah. And I I feel like it's the the score is it's also on a like a weighted scale because it's a Marvel movie and you expect right. so much more from it. Here's what's gonna fuck you up about Captain Marvel. It came out after In Secession, <laughs> Ragnarok, yep, phenomenal, Black Panther, phenomenal, Infinity War, ridiculously phenomenal. Like it, it, it was up against, and I was fucking ready for Captain Marvel. I'm like, I can't wait for what Marvel has next for us. Like, yep. how ballsy to put it in between the two Infinity movies. This mm-hmm. is gonna blow my fucking socks off. And it just, they tried to put so much in. That they, they really missed the mark. They put people directing and writing it that didn't know the character. Yeah. They, uh, they, they put so much origin story in. I feel like more origin story than some of the other Marvel movies. Uh, yeah. It may be the most amount. You know, I was thinking of um, they they may have been strapped because of the timeline of when Endgame was coming yeah, out. Yeah, they were strapped. They had to shovel a lot of bullshit into this. Yeah, because if you introduce her in Endgame, she's just the overpowered Deus Ex Machina comes right. in out of left field, new character we've never seen before who is powerful enough to take out Thanos, right. and that sucks story wise. So as far as this being the twenty first of the Marvel movies, mm. I put it right in the middle. Wasn't terrible. Yeah. Didn't blow my socks off. Uh and yeah, I there's think there's definitely been worse movies in the MCU. Yeah. Oh, way worse. Thor yeah. two. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Dark World. <laughs> Dark World. Uh but you know, it's it's a victim of its own timing. And yeah. I think that sh- that character deserved a more competent people writing and directing and it deserved more uh gravitas around it to not have to deal with the fact that they are she's literally fighting after the boys club movie came out yeah so there's that that's my non-spoiler you want to add anything else non-spoilery uh yeah and it's it's the uh 
the strange thing of having the first um, movie for a new character uh, is that usually they get to tell their own story. Um, right. And then the, you know, sequels or Avengers movies helps bring their storyline along. Whereas mm-hmm. this one was, she's going to be a big part of Endgame. Mm-hmm. You need to know X, Y, Z about right. this character. Right. And it was story-wise, they, they, they couldn't do whatever they wanted. And that's the thing. It was bullet points, the movie. Yeah. Because they didn't have the time to develop. And I think... Over time, the Captain Marvel movies will get better and better and better. Yeah. But they yeah. had to shovel so much shit into this and then polish the turd. Yeah. Yeah, the, the character stuff is there, especially from the uh, the comics run that they're looking mm-hmm. at. Um, was really good. I think it sort of undersold in stores and uh, they wound up getting canceled uh, kind of too early. But Sweet. The, uh, the comics run was great that they're, uh, they're you know, mainly referencing... Um, for this new movie stuff and it's there's a lot of good stuff in there that they can make great movies out of good they just had to squish too much in too early too quickly two end credit scenes one's mid credits one's post credits Mm -hmm. mid credit one awesome post credit one's meh yeah, yeah. Post credit one. If uh, if you really need to pee, or if uh, if you're go pay. done at the movies, go pay. Go home. You go home. Watch it go on home. YouTube. Yeah, it's not gonna. It's, add it's not a thing you need to see on the big screen. Okay. Uh, so that was our non-spoiler review. Please go support this movie. I mean, it is it is important to have this representation mm-hmm. in the yes, film. Yes, we need also, to make sure that there is a Captain Marvel too. Right when they have the time to do it. Right. Yes. Uh, okay, that's our non-spoiler review. Here's a, if you haven't seen the movie, we're about to start spoiling it Spoiler. right now. Spoiler alert. Yep. That's good. Keep that going. Yep. A couple more. There you go. And we're going to... So, three, two, one. Stanley intro! That was oh fucking awesome! That hit me in the heartstrings The so entire hard, so Marvel quick. thing in the beginning oh is just God. his cameos. Did, the, did they figure out... Like, did they replace each individual character with his cameo from their movie i have no idea because uh, i, d- I read a... an article where they just came to the filmmakers and said here's what we're going to do okay. and the filmmakers were like in tears and like yeah we're so glad yeah um, e- even if it wasn't like right. direct replacement it's oh my god amazing amazing, <laughs> amazing. Uh, uh so and going back uh so to, and we're just gonna Jump into his cameo in this one and wasn't it just right after that they do show the marvel thank logo you, and just thank you stan yep uh, I know. God damn it. So, his very meta really fucks the timeline up a little. But who cares? Because they're Stanley cameos of him reading the Mall Rats script. Uh, it's actually in. Well, I mean, yeah, timeline for him being a real person in the universe right, yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but, but no, I mean, as far for, as for like the, the timeline that the movie exist, takes place in, which means it was it was the correct timing because they shot it in '95. Which yeah, is but they the talk about the place. characters that ha- exist yet. Yeah. In Mallrats. So Kevin Smith exists in the Marvel Universe. Uh, most importantly, so they reshot part of the cameo after he died. Yes. Yeah, I heard about that. She, and... like, originally it just happened, but now it, like, the camera pans back to her and she smiles. Yeah, and apparently, kind of this knowledge um, of it. from what I heard from uh, from Kevin Smith, huh. um, on the day that they shot it with him, um, he was a couple of months before he did, you know, he passed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wasn't, you know, full energy, wasn't, right. wasn't looking like, especially 1995 him. Right. Um, so they had sort of his face in the script. Uh-huh. Um, so it was him in at least some of the shot and, um, and they took, uh, alternate takes from the Mallrats shoot that Universal still had in backlog. Oh, shit. And really? used that as his voice VDR. reading the lines differently each time. Wow. So they literally, his like, voice Kevin Feige called Kevin Smith and was like, hey, weird question. <laughs> also, you can't say anything about right. this. <laughs> How much cooler would it have been if Kevin Smith didn't know, though? Yeah. That would have been cool. Uh, his tweet right after like it happened, him just oh, like in yeah. tears and be like, I just can't believe it. Disheveled and like, oh my God. Yeah. Hit him. 
hit him in the heart. He said when he was in the theater with his wife seeing it and that happened, he said he turned to his wife and said, I can die now. And she went, shut the fuck up. Because right. you're in a movie theater. Shut <laughs> yeah. the fuck up. Also, you almost did. So fuck yeah. off. Uh, so it's great. Uh, I did not know that Captain Marvel was Envy Adams. I just did not know that. From Scott Pilgrim. Oh. Did you know that? No. Yeah. They, well, the second time I went to go see the pre-show at the Alamo Draft House, uh, that's one of the things they showed. She's Envy Adams. Wow. Because she's a pop star. A bunch of the early pre-show is like, she was like a Britney Spears type. What? Yeah. You can look up all those Brie Larson I music videos. I did not yeah, know that. 2005, 2006. Wow. She was putting out all these like... I would say I would say more Avril Lavigne than Britney Spears, a little more yeah. tough rocker chick. But yeah, wow. she was Envy Adams. Wow, doesn't yeah, that blow your fucking mind? My radar, like as like a just a legit actress. Yeah, well, I mean she is. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't know I she mean, had this I whole musical background. Career, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was cool. The stand day that she blows up of True Lies. Yeah, was originally supposed to be the mask uh. because it looked like a scroll. <laughs> oh man that's the article nobody's saying why it wasn't maybe Jim Carrey just a rights thing, yeah, or, rights yeah. thing. originally supposed to be the mask uh, okay oh, spoiler alert um, oh, the spoilery review we're is, in the whole spoiler yeah, section loved it uh, I thought the Talos reveal like the Palestinian mm-hmm. story is great oh yeah um, again like they glossed over her like here's the bullet points they couldn't make her pithy because all the other marvel characters are pithy yep. they made her sassy they didn't give her a lot of emotional arc yeah um, which story-wise is, is some of the time calls for it right. because she's still trying to find her memories and her they, personality she doesn't know quite right. who she is they crammed in the whole thing with the space they crammed in the tesseract yeah uh, which i like the idea that her powers come from the tesseract the same way that the uh Mind Stone gave Scarlet Witch and and Quicksilver and Vision their powers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's cool. Uh, she, I mean, that means that some stones are inherently more powerful, or the way you get your powers from them affects how powerful you are. Mm, yeah, the Scarlet Witch is powerful, but she's no fucking Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're also just like weird Nazis trying to figure out how to use the technology right. and, rather you know, than it just like blowing up. Right. In her face. And Vision's a stone holder, <laughs> and I feel like Marvel would kick Vision's ass. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but he he in Infinity War also said I don't really know what this is or how to use it. Like, yeah, it was a little weird. Uh, I liked Babyface Ronin. I thought that was cute. Yeah, uh, they threw it back. Uh, I thought Jude Law was a b- so unnecessary a character. Yeah, yeah, that was one of those elements that felt sort of crammed into the movie, where like they maybe could have done the the Jan Rog you know bad guy story as part of the second movie right or maybe that was what they wanted to do initially but then they had to do a whole bunch of other stuff and then yep. just didn't want to abandon it I do not like Nick Fury losing his eye to a flirkin <laughs> I'm kind of okay with it. I do like that Talos knew it was okay yeah when he goes just a scratch and, yeah and Talos shakes his head like as if a flirkin injury is much worse than a cat scratching yeah, you yeah, I like yeah. that idea yeah it's got some weird like venom or something that's gonna fuck him right. up worse yeah. Um, but like when he when he takes off when Fury takes off his eye patch to do the eye scanner thing you do see three long marks right that go past it so it's like how many things can make that kind of a scar baby wolverine baby wolverine <laughs> tiny little claws yeah okay <laughs> but yeah it's a it, the scar matches up which is more than you can say for a kylo ren scar between force awakens and uh last jedi yeah um so I'm, I'm okay with it. And uh, the Flurkins are delightful. Oh, I like that. Uh, something else I didn't like. I don't like how they wrote Fury in this movie. He mm. just seemed a little too slapsticky. I understand it's, what, 20 years earlier, 13 years yeah. earlier, whatever it's supposed to be. Yeah, um, he wasn't quite his hardened self yet. But at the same right. point, he's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Like, he's a level three. He's not a new recruit. Right. He's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. He was a colonel in the military. He's already mm. done things. Like, how much worse, harder shit could have happened to him between there and being the, the leader of S.H.I.E.L.D.? How much more could he have matured? I think that they needed a slapstick um, buddy. I think mm. it was originally supposed to be her Air Force friend. Uh, okay. But they slipped in Nick Fury because he had the star appeal and a more connection to that universe. 
Yeah. I feel like they should have, for how fun yeah, if, he if was. game wasn't coming up and this could have been its standalone origin. It should have been. It should have been Maria Rambeau. Right. It should have been the buddy comedy with Maria and it should have been two girls instead of her and Nick Fury. Yeah. Yeah, it should have been her old friend helping her regain her memories. And that's how, at the end, you get that emotion. Like, I have to leave mm-hmm. after we've just created this friendship. Yeah, after we've rekindled this old friendship. Right. And her memory starts coming back. I personally believe that the inhibitor in the back of her head was also inhibiting her memories. Mm, I feel on okay. uh, my second watching that taking it off, her memories started coming back. Uh, there is apparently, I, I haven't seen this episode because I sort of dropped off a while ago, but it's huh. apparently uh, similar to a thing that the Kree used in um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh. It's what? like a very similar looking kind of neck circle cool. thing, like power inhibitor or something. Uh, who's the guy that plays Colson? Greg? Is... Um, Clark Greg. Clark Greg. Uh, he said that in universe. He believes that the people that know he's alive right now mm. are uh, uh, Fury, yeah. Maria Hill, and Tony Stark. Oh, okay. Tony knows. He's like, because Tony knows so much and he's it, burdened with knowledge. Is that what Thanos says? Mm, yeah. Cursed with knowledge. Something. Yeah. Cursed with intelligence. Something. Uh, yeah. He believes that Tony knows, but they all are not telling everyone for a reason. Weird. Yeah. Which would make sense why they're re reintroducing him back in right yep. before Endgame too, right? And I would like to see Ronan be the big bad in the next Captain Marvel movie as well. Is well, I guess it depends on how much timeline resetting they do because then they kill him in the at the end of Guardians. Yeah, but that's. I mean, we still have years. The next Captain Marvel. Uh, could, that's true. It could the next take Captain place Marvel in like two thousand three. Like, it could be as soon as she left the planet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I guess uh, okay, have... yeah. Just her cosmic adventure taking off. Right. Like, I which, want. Yeah, they said they were going. Feige cosmic. says that he wants to do more with the scrolls. So yeah, I would yeah. really like for it to be her finding the new scroll homeworld and like battling the Kree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Because then you can rebring in the Nova Corps. Yeah. Because we know that Thanos fucking demolished them. Yeah. And you could also set up, start setting up little bits of like a secret invasion, with the uh, scrolls invading, because right now the the pocket of people we've seen are basically like refugees right. looking for a new world. But in the comics, there are also that those scrolls who right. like live in secret on Earth and are super peaceful. But there's also a whole bunch more of them that are super terrible and want to take over everything and they're well, yeah, war violence with the begots violence like yeah, if you're so going to treat people like refugees yeah, they're going to become be, freedom fighters yeah exactly these well not only that but these could be the people who fled the war because they didn't agree with their own species let alone also right. against the Kree. i thought i was convinced halfway through this movie that once we found out the Tesseract gave captain marvel her powers that's why the scrolls wanted them so they could start creating super scrolls yeah, that was my theory. and if that deal's going in in a week, we could see super we scrolls. Could see super scrolls because that's a Fantastic Four, Four stuff, and we could see Galactus, <sighs> and we can they see can, Silver Surfer. They can really start seeding things. I wonder if they had bits to seed if they got the rights through um, by the time Endgame comes out. I guess that's probably too much to do because it'd probably be a lot of money and CG and stuff that could possibly go to waste if the deal mm-hmm. didn't go through. Um, but if they can seed some Fantastic Four, X-Men kind of stuff in Endgame as like, hey, we're closing off this, you know, 10, 11 years of movies, but here are some of the things that you're going to be seeing in just the future. Just use the term mutant. Yeah. Just use the term mutant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just throw it yeah, in Yeah, or just an alternate, like, ADR line. Yeah. Uh, what else do you want to say about Captain Marvel? Um... I thought the uh, Sam Jackson de-aging was pretty incredible. It was. Both of them were. They, they spent a, a little less time on the the last Clark Gregg moment we saw with him. He looked a little smooth. Well, I'm also going to say that uh, Samuel Jackson has not aged in the last <laughs> yeah. 38 years. And, and there's also a lot more like back footage of him around 1995 right. on film that you they can reference. You know what he's supposed to look like. Yeah. Where I'm sure Clark Gregg is a working actor, there's you know footage of him, but 
He's not, not iconic. Not as much. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson, you know what he looks like. He is fucking iconic. Colson yeah. is built to be the everyman, the most yeah. boring white bread and, uh, person on the planet. Uh, I wanted to pay attention the next time I see it. Um, I feel like they may have slightly pitched up Sam Jackson's voice too. Oh, hundred percent to match his '95 era voice. Well, that's what they did for Young so Tony Stark when he's in the barf. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The same yeah, thing. he sounded like less than zero or what was the whatever movie was he you know had around yeah, that time right. that they were referencing. Yeah, he sounded a lot younger, and they definitely did that. Uh, yeah, but it was it sold sounded on. natural. Yeah, like sounded it natural. Didn't... It looked good. I could have done without him having that big a part and given more a part to either uh, Maria or or uh, Margot Maria, Maria Rambo, Maria Rambo, or to uh, Captain Marvel herself. Yeah, well, keeps, keeps, keeps making me forget Maria Rambo's name is that she's wearing the Monica name like oh, a yeah, necklace yeah. of yeah. her daughter who yeah. is also grows up to be a Captain Marvel, right? <laughs> and like leader of the Avengers. Uh, also, like, <laughs> all right, and let me put on my privilege hat for uh-huh. a second. Let me put on the like uh, unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. Look, men are trash. <laughs> men are garbage. I understand. I, I have no frame of reference for how a woman has to deal with society. Mm-hmm. I feel like you didn't have to smash over the head the, you know why it's called a cockpit, or the, mm. how about a smile, honey, guy yeah. with the motorcycle. I feel like it's a little too on the nose. A yeah. little too two-dimensional. I'm sure that happens. Like, there's no way it doesn't. Yeah. But, like, the amount of slime, I feel like you just, because they had to, cut for time they put as much slime into a, a couple of the guys as they possibly could yeah there are definitely some some male characters that didn't exactly have nuance but uh, <laughs> but but in, at the same time there have been you know a billion female characters over cinema's history that have lacked nuance for name one <laughs> uh, most of them name ten <laughs> name a thousand <laughs> Uh, he, that, that's a really fair. That's a really fair point. Like, there's there's plenty of two-dimensional that's, female. That's characters. why the Bechdel test is a thing. Right. That most movies still don't pass. Right, and that comes from a place of privilege, and it's shitty me to say. Uh, but to me, it took me out of the movie. Yeah. It, it well, just, it's yeah. It's, it may not be a uh, you know, hey, there be an SGW thing. It was more. It didn't feel organic to the story. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I like, get that it happens. Keep it in there, but do it where it like, makes I, more saying, sense. I, I'm not saying it's unrealistic. I'm saying that it just it takes me out because it's like you wrote this and in the same way that I'm sure yeah. in reverse a 2D uh, female character would take yeah, a female yeah. watcher. I'm just like there are yeah. some bad guys, but like you know, yeah. go to cockpit. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'll I'll be it for me to complain about it being in there, but at the same time you could you could have it in there and make it work for the story. Also, let's hear it for putting a cock joke in. That's uh, pretty funny. Uh, also, <laughs> when. Homeboy, uh, the um, the scroll is lying on the examination table, and they mm. look at his co- uh, cock. Oh that, my god! That's when really funny. Fury sneaks yeah. a peek. It's like I want to look at an alien and, dick, which yeah. has so many layers since his boss at the time is a scroll. But putting that aside, <laughs> yeah. like looking at his friend's <laughs> open body cavity dick now. Yeah. But like, it's just like they're looking it's at like, the alien look, dick. I, I gotta look. <laughs> I have to know what an alien dick looks like. Yeah. Do they even have one? What's yeah. going on down there? I just, I gotta know. Gotta know. Maybe they lay eggs. We don't know. Maybe the only time in your life you can answer that question. It's like yeah. in Mall Rats. First thing he asks him about is Hulk's dick. <laughs> that was, uh, the thing's dick, isn't it? The thing. Oh, is it a dick orange rock like the rest oh, of them? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I like to imagine the Hulk having a really small dick. And that's, that's why he's so angry. <laughs> Although in Ragnarok, he's like, well, can't unsee that, because <laughs> Thor sees his dick. Yeah. The, the longer we go on, the more dick jokes there seems to be. Like, we're just, yeah. like, devolving the entire Marvel Universe into dick jokes. And, like, like think of a Avengers 2 with the hammer thing. That's a dick measuring contest. Oh, a thousand percent. And then uh, Tony's even talking about, like, oh, if you can't get it up. Yeah. But I still like how they, even in that, in the, the dig measuring contest that was pulling up the hammer, or trying to, they mm-hmm. even put in some some good character and story beat where Captain America grabs it and makes it move a little. Yeah. And, a little and Thor gets a little worried, like he right. might lose the power to Cap because Cap's such a good dude. 
Yeah. Oh, man. The second trailer that dropped. Oh, now we're off of Captain Marvel. But uh, <laughs> last thing I want to talk about is the uh, trailer for Endgame mm. as Captain America in a self-help group. Yes. It's this little song that says, what do we do now that they're gone? Yeah. And, and I'm wondering, sitting... so a lot of people are thinking that that's specifically for the, the snapping. Um, but I'm wondering if that also has to do with if it's a vets thing where the poster was pre-existing that's like what do we do when they're gone talking about lost lost buddies from war right totally lost brothers in arms and sisters in arms someone said they thought it was like they're the his like intro scene i'm like i don't think so i think intro they're gonna be in the situation room he's gonna jump yeah he's he he wants to figure out what's the plan what's going on how to how can we we what can we do Yeah. yeah but like yeah like He's not gonna know how to come to terms with losing everyone because he's yeah. lost too much already. Yeah, so and I, think I could he'll see him seek in a out something like Sam was running when we met right. him. Totally. So he's gonna seek out the thing that his friend, who he's lost now, right. and he lost Bucky as his wife. Yeah, <laughs> and like he just his body language is his arms are crossed and he's like tongue in his lower cheek he seems really annoyed that he's there yeah because he wants to act he doesn't want to hear accept yeah, it and move forward yeah he's unwilling to be defeated yeah like there's always something you can do there's always a way forward and maybe i'm just reading too much into it but there's that and then the last thing you see is him strapping that fucking shield to himself yeah. and i'm convinced uh that the russos are making this this is the last cap movie this is a cap centric movie and it's his swan song, and that's when he dies. Yeah. He's, he's going to assemble the Avengers one yep. last time. And also, a big problem I had with Captain Marvel, and now I, I don't think it was, I think it was intentional now, was that the montage of her getting up after being knocked down so many times. Yeah, it's, it's very Cap. Yeah, it is. It's oh, She'd all but said I could do this all day, but yeah. maybe it's because they're setting her up as the replacement as, yeah. golden child of this universe. Mm. She's going to be the new quote-unquote Captain America, not in name, yeah. but in feeling. But in, in position and yeah. tone and feeling. Yeah, she might be the next leader of the Avengers, okay. especially if Tony and Cap die. Yeah. Yeah, that's my theory interesting. like maybe they're making parallels not copying but because i was like if you're just gonna rewrite captain america rewrite captain america maybe they're setting her up as the female parallel yeah and there's also a uh, a theory that uh it's not actually steve rogers putting on the shield and strapping it in is there that it might be after he's died somebody needs to pick up the shield and put it on oh. in his stead and that uh, might be, be it might be you know Bucky or Falcon or Cap or Captain Marvel. That'd be kind of cool if it was Captain Marvel. Strap it on and be like, you just killed Steve Rogers. Now you're gonna fucking die. Uh, what if it's Tony not in armor? Oh, uh, what? Yeah, he's just like uh, picking up his dad's shield. Yeah. Uh, and God dead ex best friend. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go cry. All right, right. that was it for this episode. (laughs) Thank you, Dan Richardson, for being our co-host. Thanks for having me again. Uh, Thanks for fucking up twice and making so many cuts happen Mm -hmm. in this episode. I gotta go listen to the whole thing now, make sure it makes sense. (laughs) All right, I'm gonna go audit some courses, please. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much to everyone listening. Our numbers peaked five thousand, like I said earlier. Uh, That's a lot of listeners. A lot of you uh, out there are downloading the show and listening. We appreciate it immensely. Uh, if you have if you, any inclination, please review us on iTunes. Um, email us at 5x5film at gmail.com with any questions, concerns, or criticisms. We're on Facebook at 5 by 5 of the movies. I mostly just post memes there. Thank you, Dan Benjamin, Hattie Cook, and the entire 5 by 5 network. Our theme is produced by some asshole. That's we'll me. see you next week for another 5 by 5 of the movies. Roll credits. Roll credits.